Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. You know, you use the term sometimes real deal, like you talk about somebody. I person is the That's real deal. Real there's, deal. There's some people dress up as somebody on Halloween or they they maybe Not try the to real deal. pretend more than they 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 really are. And every once in a while you meet True. somebody, it's like, oh, that guy is the real deal. True. And uh, we got somebody like that today, somebody probably equally uh, just easily uh, break your arms or beat you at chess, but even better, probably get you to beat yourself at chess and you're not even <laughs> sure why that happened. And we're going to explain more of that later. He's co-author of a book called Fifth Generational Warfare with General Michael Flynn, and you are about to learn a lot and probably walk away uh, wanting to be a little better. Mr. Boone Cutler. You 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 are too kind. You're a beautiful couple doing beautiful things in the name of the Lord. I, I'm just very happy to be here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So, Boone, for our listeners that don't know, share a little bit about your background. Uh, obviously, military in your background, but share a little bit about that. A little bit about my background. I served in the United States Army primarily uh, in the infantry for a few years, and I transferred to psychological operations. I deployed to Sadr City, Iraq. As a psychological operations team sergeant, came back. I was injured in Iraq, spent a couple of years in the hospital. And as soon as that was over, I got into veteran advocacy. And I've been doing that for about the last 10 plus years. And then all of a sudden, this thing kind of dropped into my lap because it was so important. And I thought to myself, what good is it to, uh, to help all the veterans in our country if we're not going to save our country at the same time? So General Flynn and I got together and, and specifically started working on writing uh, military-style manuals specifically for civilians relating to the operational environment that we are currently in, which is fifth-generation warfare. And I, I want to get into this book because there's there's similar things that are only written for military personnel to be written by military personnel to be read by military personnel to be applied in military operations. This book is uniquely written mm -hmm. with that mindset to help the average person understand what's going on. Because I think most people look around at the world daily. They they mm -hmm. see what's going on on the TV. They and they're like. They, they feel like they slipped into a wormhole and they're going to wake up in a given moment into this like yep. just crazy version of reality. And, and it seems that that is not by accident. It was intentional and uh, it, 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 it's very uh, targeted and, and on purpose. The, the You're absolutely craziness. You couldn't be right. It feels like we jumped on the crazy train and we're all going to yeah. crazy town and yep. nobody understands why. And this is intentional. You know, there are something people are siloed. People are being tribalized. People are moving in a direction that separates our country from itself, from the populace, from itself. And that is part of fifth generation warfare. We like to say that everything is weaponized until something better can be weaponized. What's weaponized right now is the cognitive battle space. It's that space between everybody's ears. It's not so much the physical terrain of our country because that's, that's easily taken over. People can do that with bombs and bullets and all these other things. But in today's world, when people have access to everybody else on the planet, it comes through manipulation. And that's fifth generation warfare. And we like to say that we don't have a voice if we don't speak the same language. So while everybody's running around confused, they just simply do not speak the same language. And the way we curtail those, the way we fix those things in certain environments is through training. And in the military, as General Flynn and I both come from, you know, we do it through through manuals. We do it through specific training. If you're ever around anybody in the military, they, they kind of sound like they speak a different language, yep. but they all understand each other. Yeah. Well, this is the environment that we need to have here. We need to all start speaking the same language, understanding the same operational environment, and understanding what we can each individually do and work as a team. 
Now, this is fifth generational warfare, but there's different generations leading up to the fifth generation. Can you actually like, describe each one of those and kinda, how that applies? It began, I think, with like Cain and Abel with a rock. Probably, yeah. Exactly, because it's always based on technology. You know, it's again, everything is weaponized until something better can be weaponized. Write that down. It's a rule. It's never going to change. And if we go back to that Cain and Abel, we go back to first generation warfare. First generation warfare was just people like in a field, you know, slamming it around and, and stabbing each other and beating the hell out of each other. And that was the first generation. It was before gunpowder. It's pre-gunpowder. Second generation is post-gunpowder. Now we're, we're seeing people shooting at each other there's trench warfare there's there's artillery that starts to come into play third generation warfare again technology steps up again you're starting to see things like nuclear weapons you're starting to see things that are very uh, universal international that are happening we get into you know fourth and fifth generation now we're talking about state actors non-state actors we're talking about independent players bad actors just going into different places and causing a lot of disruption. And now in the fifth generation of warfare, it's about manipulation. It's about controlling the populace within that cognitive battle space again. And fifth generation warfare, the manipulation has happened on, on all levels, you know, from the very, very beginning. But now it's no longer something that is supporting that generation of war. It is the actual specific, it's the preferred tactic and strategy of our time. And as we move into the sixth generation of warfare, which a lot of people around here think we're already there, you know, things now, you know, if we're not very if we're not very diligent in understanding our operational environment of fifth generation warfare and the manipulation, we can't deal with the sixth generation either, which is primarily everything being controlled by artificial intelligence and autonomous drones in a completely new world order where there are no borders. Everything is borderless and uh, parents don't have control of their children. There is no medical freedom. Uh, this, so on and so forth. This is the way you break down nation states mm. and you control it with technology. So we want to remove those those opportunities for our adversaries to control the world with technology. Mm -hmm. And the way we do that is we start becoming human with each other again. We have to do that very, very quickly. And that's basically a lot of what the session one of uh, the Citizens Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare is all about. And what you'll see very soon is this one right here, Ooh. How to Fight Artificial Intelligence. This is session two, and you'll see that on your radar very soon. It might even be, be out by the time this airs. We'll see. But be looking wow. for that because it's going to be um, it's going to be very powerful. Well, let's jump, uh, jump I, into I that. I actually just make a comment. I'm sorry. Okay, just as ahead. you were going through those generational warfare things, like initially it may have been thousands of years for generation one, you know, and then and then generation two yeah. and then generation three. But we're seeing you're, we were talking about fifth generation already looking at sixth generation. These generations are coming very quickly due to wow, technology. Exactly. And at some point in time, not only does it come quickly, but it's one of those things like you could tell in the world when we went from first generation to second generation because of gunpowder. Everything was very physical. It was understandable. You saw that you you saw it right in front of you. You knew exactly what the threat is. But now we're dealing with what's called the panopticon effect, which means they can see you in doing it, but you can't see who's doing it from your your perspective. It's the wow. invisible hand that's around us. And this is the dangerous part because people simply do not realize that their their co their cognitive space is being corrupted. As mm -hmm. you know, you look around and you think about critical thinking. 
where has all the critical thinking mm -hmm. gone? Why does that not exist anymore? And it doesn't exist anymore because people are caught up in their emotionality of things. And when we turn up the emotionality, we turn down the ability to critically think. So we have to turn down wow. the emotionality, get rid of the, get rid of this insane, insane amount of, of uh, this, this polarization that is happening because mm -hmm. polarization is the manufactured sense of life and death. It's totally manufactured. And if we don't get away from the polarization, we can't use our critical thinking. We think each other is the enemy. Meanwhile, that invisible hand is controlling the whole game. Man, and the emotionality, fear Put is one they love to use ton a lot. of emotion. Oh, yeah. Fear, uh, you know, the, the worry. Mm -hmm. uh, the the concern of it all, the people th people feeling that everything is out of control and it's it's one political party or another. Well, that's that's all a fallacy. That's all smoke and mirrors. You know, it's both political parties. It's the uniparty mm -hmm. that is that is real issue politically internationally. We're looking at the CCP. The CCP garners most of the uh, curated information that's turned into AI systems that are weaponized against the United States and the world. This isn't just the United States. It's literally every country in the world. It's ha the same thing is happening. You talk to Spanish-speaking countries, they're saying the same thing we are. The people feel the yeah. same way we do. Uh, look at Denmark. Look at Australia. Look at the UK, Canada. We're all feeling and seeing the same thing. We just don't know what to call it because we don't know that it has a name. And it absolutely has a name, and we're pulling the lid off this whole thing and telling everybody this is called fifth generation warfare. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a term they use a lot in football is like, you know, they they may, they may or may not want a certain person on the team because because it would affect the locker room. You know, like the 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 bond of brothers kind of idea in a football team. If there's a division, I don't know. Let's say let's say uh, you wanted to beat the opposing team. Well, you can work out, you can train, you can run good plays. But you could if you could get the left tackle to think that the quarterback was like hitting on his wife last night or something like that, it'd be like, oh, oh, that caused well, all kinds of emotion. That, that would be quicker and more effective than even running a better play. He might just let somebody through and smash the guy. You know, I mean, and it might not even be true, but it's this idea of. Of, of what's real, what's not real. And if you can create a division in the ranks where they're not even together, it's a lot easier for me to strategize against them. And that that kind of feels like we're having now. If, mm -hmm. if most people, if they walked out of their house and had dinner with somebody, they probably wouldn't have too much of a beef with them. But they no, if they actually yeah. had dinner, but you know, mm -hmm. they, but they, they pitch it as like, Hey, you're supposed to hate everybody else. Mm -hmm. And there's all this problem and it kind of keeps you going like this. And you're not really focused on, who's who's kind of coming against you yeah what you're talking about is network warfare and people like to think about network warfare and the concept of uh, of cyber warfare you know you're disrupting a network a, a a cyber network but it's also in the human networks we have network disruption you look at your government look at any team you know you put a little bit of poison in that team it disrupts the whole team you know you put unqualified people in, in a very high high performance environment and it drags down the whole team mm -hmm. this happens and this is network warfare it's it's part of the strategy it's part of the CCP strategy. I think a lot of that, I think a, a lot of the issues that we have with um, with election interference in our country is to put people in certain places just in order to disrupt that network so nothing can get done effectively. I've heard mm -hmm. you refer to like irregular warfare, hybrid warfare, and unrestricted warfare. Do you want to touch on those as well? 
Yeah, this is a in military concepts. You're gonna you're not gonna hear people talk about uh, in military settings. You're not gonna hear people talking about fifth generation warfare so much or hybrid warfare. Maybe a little bit of hybrid warfare, but the term of of uh, a preference in military environments is called the regular warfare. And then you get a little bit outside of that, and some of the the higher PhD level folks and and military uh, jargon will will mix in the hybrid warfare. But when we're talking specifically about what's happening with the CCP, that's unrestricted warfare. And they've told us what they've got, they've, they've got, they're, they were going to do for a very, very long time. Now, what we've done is we've taken all three concepts, and I will urge everybody in your audience right now to go look up the definition of unrestricted warfare. Go look up the definition of hybrid warfare. Go look up the definition of of unrestricted, excuse me, irregular warfare. Mm -hmm. And if that looks a little bit similar to what's going around uh, around you right now in the world, then that's fifth generation warfare. And that's why we wrote that manual. So you can kind of get your head locked around it, understand what you can do. And we can start become effective by speaking the same language. So we at least have a voice. Yeah, I highly recommend mm -hmm. looking it up, Flyover Family. Again, it was irregular warfare. I looked it up. A violent struggle among state and non-state actors for legitimacy and influence over the relevant populations. Hmm. It's like, wow. Sounds I mean, familiar? Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. much so. Sounds like a typical Tuesday Yeah, in, in America. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so yeah. look these Man. things up, hybrid warfare, unrestricted warfare. I thought this was interesting. Any methods can be used. Info everywhere, battlefield everywhere, technology combined with other technologies, boundaries between war and non-war, military and non-military broken, all those boundaries completely broken. So it doesn't matter. There's just, it's just looks like it's like it's called unrestricted warfare. Everything is weaponized till something better can be weaponized. And we're in there. We're talking about lawfare. We're talking about cyber warfare. We're talking about uh, conventional warfare. We're talking about the media, propaganda, manipulation, psychological operations. And AI it gets even a little bit scarier because AI is not doing psychological operations. It's not programmed for that. It's actually programmed for a deeper level of manipulation called AI-driven psychological programming. And that gets very, very deep. And it's combined with the, the stuff that's happening in our schools. It's combined with how we're seeing our corporatocracy. What is a corporatocracy? It's the corrupt version of capitalism. When mm -hmm. capitalism becomes corrupt, it becomes a corporatocracy, and that means that businesses are controlling the government. The corporations are controlling the government. Well, what happens when foreign entities start influencing our our businesses, our corporations, which is what's happening? Look at BlackRock. You know, they influence our corporations. Our co corporations influence the gov government. Before you know it, we're completely encapsulated by foreign influence. And there was a time Man. when propaganda could not be used on their own people here in the United States, but didn't it come under the uh, Obama administration that they allowed propaganda uh, uh, to come back? What is the Smith Smith Mund Act? Uh, I think a Smith Mund Act. Yeah, Th this is true. You know, there was a time I remember when I when I got into the whole psychological operations game. There was there was a rule: you don't sign up Americans, you don't sign up your own people. That's changed. A lot of that has changed. And in session two, we talk about propaganda. There's three, three types of three categories of propaganda. That's white, gray, and black. And you really need to understand what each one of those are, what it looks like. And this is literacy in our current time. You know, we're ignorant when we're illiterate. 
And mm-hmm. we're ignorant when we don't understand the literacy of our time. If we don't each understanding what understand a little bit about open source intelligence and how to collect it, what are, what are the, what's the process of collecting open source intelligence? If we don't understand a little bit of technique on collecting human intelligence, and if we don't understand how to categorize and identify propaganda, then we're illiterate in our time. We are completely illiterate, that, and that makes us ignorant. We need to take away the ignorance and understand what systems need to be put in place, and we need to learn individually so we can stop all this stuff, so we don't victimize ourselves, victimize our neighbors, and start breaking down our own countries on behalf of someone else so they can take it over. That's you know, a great now, point. Like, there's a lot of forms of, of, of ignorance and, and being Ill- illiterate. Some of the the smartest people with the highest levels of education, you would be just as likely to have seen them the last couple of years riding a bicycle by themselves with a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, they might have this is they, a literacy might, in our time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, that's that person would consider themselves, hey, I'm highly intelligent, I'm smarter than you, and they might have some farmer that's like, well, hey, I have an immune system, mm-hmm. and they they weigh it out. They're that's like, hey, critical thing. I see this. I'm taking vitamin C and zinc, mm-hmm. and I've, I've I'm, I'm doing these things, so I I should be able to function. And then it might be a a medical doctor again, you know, jogging with a mask on. So, is is that the kind of thing that you you're, you're talking about? Those kind of discrepancy between what's true and what you've been told to a place where you believe it, almost in a religious conviction. If you are encapsulated into the filter bubbles and feedback loops that are specifically denying you access to your critical thinking, there's probably a good chance you're living in an ignorant world. And if that's the case, then we are illiterate and we cannot communicate. You know, in the past, illiteracy meant you can't read, I mean, you can't get information given to yourself. In today's world, literacy isn't that you can't read. It's that you can't find the proper information to read because you're being sheltered from yeah. it. That's so true. And we're seeing social media. We're seeing uh, mainstream media. All of that is stopping that process. It's almost like a kink in the hose for people getting the information that they yeah. need. Well, you could you could go to the mall and I could grab two people and ask them, tell me what you know about Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, I might get two mm-hmm. totally different stories and they know all there is about it. And you wouldn't even recognize the two different stories. And none of them have you met wouldn't. Kyle Rittenhouse and none of them were in, in Wisconsin when all that went down. But they would passionately tell you all about mm-hmm. the guy either way. And look at my writing partner, General Flynn, the things that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Talk about being completely consumed by fifth generation warfare. People think that he was convicted of a crime. He was never convicted of any crime. You know, the DOJ withdrew the case for lack of evidence. This is a fact. But mm-hmm. most, a lot of people think, oh, he's discredited. He was a felon. You know, he went to jail. That never happened. This was a narrative that was put out by the people that were trying to get rid of him for good reason, because he was going, you know, he had the ability to expose a lot of corruption in in, in, the, in the current seat he was about to take. And unfortunately, you know, the people that didn't want that corruption exposed, they put this, this, this program together to make sure in fifth generation warfare that he was siloed, he was separated and he was discredited. And all of it was based on false information. Most Americans don't realize that. Uh, the DOJ withdrew that case for lack of evidence. Gen- uh, General Flynn was then pardoned. It was a pardon of innocence mm-hmm. uh, done by President Trump because the judge in the case, after the DOJ withdrew the case, the judge was out there trying to find someone to prosecute it. Now, who wants to walk in front of a judge who's trying to find someone to prosecute it? So this had this had to be done. And General Flynn was given a pardon of innocence. He was never convicted of anything. It was just a way to say, okay, this has to stop because obviously it's something more than finding finding out what the truth is in the situation. It was about maligning the man. It was a hit. And this mm-hmm. is this is what fifth generation warfare does. 
So yes, Kyle Rittenhouse, I will agree. You will see people that will see will say numerous things about him because they're siloed in their own filter bubbles. General Flynn, same thing. It's amazing. We were talking the other day. He says, you'd be surprised how many people walk up to me and ask me what jail was like. Wow. Well, would that be kind of the hybrid warfare? I'm just trying to learn with all these mean, but it's like uh, fake news, diplomacy, lawfare, foreign electoral in- intervention. Is that kind of fall into that? It's all in there and it's to protect their network. You know, who were the people that, that, that created all this stuff? They were protecting their network because someone was going to going to hold it accountable. So, you know, they want to protect their networks and to do so, they have to be able to control the narrative. They have to be able to protect the influence points. And that is through media. That's through social media. That's through anything that is an access point for information. In psychological operations, we always have to know the vulnerability and susceptibility of our target audience, and we have to have access to the target audience. Well, this is what they didn't want to have happen. They didn't want to have that access broken, and they didn't want to be able to accentuate or be able to other people um, to, for those, those susceptibilities to be taken away, and then they would be exposed. They did not want to be exposed, and this is what happened. Wow. Somebody will uh, say kind of jokingly, but it's between Stacy and I, we'll, we'll look at some of this stuff sometimes, and you get in this place where you're so frustrated. I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I wish we could have like a, a nice, you know, EMP or something, and you go back to like 1850 you know, just from a technology standpoint. So I'm like, how do we ever move forward in a world with all of this uh, technology? Um, I don't know we're even designed as humans where uh, most of my life, everybody that I knew of even knew, knew me. Mm-hmm. Like ratio, I might have, it might be John Wayne or somebody you knew like that, but it was like most people that I had mm-hmm. that influenced me, that I had interaction with, I actually physically knew the person. You know, where today you're, you might have more influence from people you've never met, never will meet Mm -hmm. than you do from actual real humans that you do know, you know, it's, it's all just like digital influence from outside versus from within. What advice do you have for people that are functioning? I don't know that it's all going to go away. How do we function? You know, that we don't all become Amish or something. Yeah. Which sounds super appealing. What do people do? How do we function in a world where you got the phone in your pocket, you kind of need it, you got all this stuff going on, and and still, it, when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. That's why deception is so effective. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, I'm sure there's things that I'm deceived on that that I don't even know are there, that I think are this, and they're really that. So, how do we function in this world of social media and 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 so many news channels, so many podcasts, so much information? How do we operate in this and and stay sane and and still save our humanity? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. One, you know, understand that we wrote one book. It's twenty eight thousand words to explain the situation. It's not going to be done in a soundbite. The second book we wrote is over fifty thousand words to explain the situation. There's no way to do it in a soundbite. You're going to have to spend the time if people really care about understanding what's happening. But third, you know, understand that we don't need an an EMP to hit us. You know, Mm -hmm. we can EMP this thing anytime we want just by doing what's in Chapter 8 of the Citizens Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare uh, Session 1. And that's about building reliability networks and understanding what a reliability network is and what it can do and doing that within a 10-minute car drive of your home. 
that in and of itself changes a lot of things. If you can just mix that with understanding your neighbor is not your enemy, get to know them. They're just as confused as you are. They're just as siloed as you are. But we're still people and we still care about this country. And this is the place we live. We need to protect it. We need to protect it from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm. This is our common plight. And, you know, the issues that we had in the 70s, 80s and 90s between Republicans and Democrats, still they still exist. And we still got along back then. We can do the same thing now. We do not need to dehumanize uh, the people around us. You're looking right there at this graphic that's in uh, that session uh, or excuse me, section three dash three in session one. You know, influencing people to kill other people happens in four phases. This happens throughout time. Polarization, tribalization, dehumanization and killing. Look at that continuum. Where are we? It's only leading to a bad place. And remember, polarization is the manufactured sense of life and death. We must be able to selectively choose what we're going to be polarized on based upon our critical thinking, not some emotionality that was pushed out in the in the latest breaking newscast. And you saw that with late night talk show hosts being like, hey, if you if you're not vaxxed and you come into the hospital with heart trouble, hey, sorry, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. like that kind of dehumanization, you know, we, we saw that on display and it, it was, it was frightening, mm-hmm. you know, to see that how quickly people, you know, were willing to, you know, mace a fellow citizen at Costco because they didn't have a mask on or, you know, these kind of things. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was shocked that that element, that seed was below the surface of the dirt when a little water and sun hit it. And all based on what you said earlier, it's all emotions. It's all emotions. You want me to get to you? You want me to take you off your game? Let me make you emotional. You'll make the most irrational decisions you ever have in your life. Which again, that's a good sports analogy. That's why a lot of the, you know, cornerbacks will chat with wide receivers. They just want to get in their head. You know, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we see that all the time. It was just interesting to see it on such a mass scale. And then to step back, exhale for a moment and realize that that's being done to us mm-hmm. intentionally. And we're allowing it. It's We're allowing it. You know, again, if we don't get back and people people talk about, you know, critical thinking all the time, they say the words. But when was the last time you actually looked up the definition? When was the last time you actually looked up what the parameters are for critical thinking and applied them? Mm. You know, most of I think the most effective thing you can do with critical thinking is when someone tells you something, you can ask yourself before I get emotional, what else could it be? What else could it be? And explore all those things before you get emotional, because it's that emotionality. That's that's gonna the emotionality is the thing that is gonna completely take you over. And then once you're emotional about it, you're not gonna accept any critical thinking. You're gonna protect mm-hmm. that which you have become emotional about because again, you are polarized. This is a game. This is the way you play the game. It's when so you mentioned uh, chapter eight in there earlier, there's there's a lot of practical things. Flyover family encourages you to get the book. You, there's no substitute for it. But you have like practical advice like uh Find a source for, you know, uh, meat that you trust locally, you know, find a farmer, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, these kind of things. If like, if they're going to make eat meat that's made in a lab, you know, or whatever, or it's full of, you know, MRNA technology, like know, know the guy that grew your cow, mm-hmm. you know, if possible, you know, those kind of things. What, what other kind of just practical tips like you just have to throw out to people like, Hey, to encourage them, Hey, we need to get this book and, and dig into it. Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. If everything were to break down tomorrow, do you know someone that could pull a tooth? Do you know a medic? Do you know someone that let you pick from their garden? Do you know someone that can help you find the best fishing spots? Do you know someone that can help you come over and fix your car? Mm. You know, these are these are the problems we have with social media. Everybody is so spread out. 
I like to say, if I'm in Nashville and, and I get a flat tire and my car goes down, who am I going to call? Someone I know on social media lives in New York. <laughs> right. It's not, nope. it's, it's not going to help me. You yeah. know, if I need a ride, I get stuck off the side of the road. Who am I going to call? How many people do I know within a 10 minute car drive of my home that I can rely on that have specific skills that I might need in a pinch? And those, those are skills that you really need to shore up your friendships, shore up your relationships, find the people with certain skills and just, just learn how to work with each other again. Start communicating. Go for coffee. Go out for dinner. Meet each other at church. Whatever it is, but get to know each other again within a ten minute car drive of your home. That is huge. That's that really is good. Huge. I I could pull a tooth, but it'd be a smaller list of people that I would trust to pull my tooth. <laughs> I mean, I have some pliers. Yeah, <laughs> but it'd be a short list of who I'd want to pull my tooth for sure. So, okay, Boone, uh, how do you recommend people approach this book? What's the best way for reading it? The best way for reading is understand that it is a military-style manual written for civilians. It's written at the at the level that your average 19-year-old at Home Depot can understand. So it's not intimidating at all. It's a very easy flow. And, and just approach it with, okay, this is going to give me the definitions for things I don't understand. And then once I have that, then I can have conversations with people and we can genuinely problem solve from that point of view rather than just bouncing around through this emotional pinball machine that we're constantly thrown onto. That is great. So again, you can get this book by, uh, you can find it at Amazon. You can go to General Flynn's website. You can go to boonecutler.com there as well. And that'll take you right to get the book. And then do you know the date that the next one's coming out, Boone? Do you have that yet? Extremely, extremely soon. There is a version right now that is on Amazon. I think it's on all the the online stores. But we've done some formatting stuff. If you want to get the one that's going to be somewhat of a collector because it hasn't been uh, universally formatted, you can go grab that now. But we haven't made the, made the official announcement to release session two yet, uh, but that will happen very, very soon. I would suspect within the next week. That is great. Well, last comment I'd like to get from you is is elections. Um, in in a world of AI with its increasing uh, infiltration in area, every area of our life, what 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 do you have to say to people that would feel like man that's that train has left the station too far to pull it back? Can we ever have a, a trust in in this without getting rid of the machines and getting rid of the technology? Could could there be a safe and fair election? And I say this in a backdrop of as you're vetting candidates, you know, um, if if they want machines or don't want machines, can we have machines? and AI, and a safe and fair election that we know is solid? I think it goes even deeper than that before it gets to the voting machines. I think it has to do with, again, the AI-driven psychological programming. Very, very soon, you're not going to be able to see any any information about any candidate that hasn't been approved for your consumption. This is an issue. So we need to get control of things on, on multiple, multiple Man. levels. Understand what open source intelligence is. Understand how to collect human intelligence. All the things that are in session two, because that's what cuts through the manipulation. But as far as voting specifically, we have to get rid of the machines. We've got to get rid of the boxes. Forget about mail-in ballots. That should be very, very, very selective. And clean up the voter rolls. And we have same-day voting in person on paper. That has to happen. These things have to happen. And we can do that. And as far as the people out there who are disenfranchised and say, why should I even vote? I'll tell you why you vote. You vote because you're a badass. You show up and you vote as a matter of protest 
on voting day and you make sure you're there. You show them the numbers. Do it as a matter of protest. Nothing else. If you don't, if you don't believe it's, if, if you don't believe that it's legitimate anymore, go there to mm. protest mm-hmm. on voting day and make sure they see the numbers. That is huge. All right. As I we close out, our slogan here at Flavor Conservatives is wake up, speak up, and show up. So this might be a wake up call to people. What are ways that you would recommend people speak up and show up? First of all, speak up with the same language. Learn the same language. We do not have a voice if we're speaking 40 different languages. We have to speak one language. You learn that language in a manual, the same way the military does. You got to get the training. Get the training, get together. Get the guide, session one, session two, read it with your family, read it with your friends, read it, read it with your reliability networks and just put it into action. Everybody wants to know what can they do, what can they do, what can they do? Well, we're telling you what to do. We're showing you what to do by the numbers, one, two, three. If you want to really make an impact, this is how you do it. That is great. Boone, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. There is no reasonable doubt that President Biden was an active participant in an unlawful international influence peddling scheme. My name is Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, and whatever you may think about President Donald J. Trump or his recent federal indictment, the speed of the investigation and the breadth of the indictment is breathtaking compared to the inaction for comparable crimes allegedly committed by Hillary Clinton. We did not find clear evidence. The incredible slow walking of the investigation of Hunter Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland's refusal to appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Joe Biden's role in the Biden family's international influence peddling scheme. Does any reasonable human being believe that Joe never discussed Hunter's business with Hunter? or that Joe did not know anything about a scheme that so far has ensnared at least nine close Biden family relatives. It was reported recently that Hunter will plead guilty to two tax misdemeanors and defer a gun reporting offense with no prison time and the right to have his record partially expunged after two years. Good thing Hunter is a white dude and oh yeah, being the son of a president also helps. It's not just a stark contrast between use of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, to go after five Trump associates, including yours truly, before FARA is ignored when exploring Hunter's activities for Ukraine and China, or the contrast between aggressive prosecutions of pro-life protesters compared to the past given to abortion rights protesters, or the horribly disproportionate treatment of January 6th protesters compared to the left-wing protesters who destroyed billions of dollars of property and killed more than two dozen Americans. Rather, it is all of these things. Either Democrats, Republicans, progressives, conservatives, and centrists should be subject to equally fierce investigations and prosecutions, or they should all be subject to neither. Either we have the rule of law or not. The provision that every American is entitled to a presumption of innocence, unless, of course, you're a conservative who supports Trump, and much of what is known of the Biden family crime organization is alleged, there is powerful evidence that Joe Biden committed multiple felonies as a co-conspirator in an international Biden family fraud and racketeering scheme, regardless of whether he personally received bribes or not. This isn't over, and Americans of every stripe, faith, and class better wake up to the fact that we have 
two completely different sets of laws in America. family join me every wednesday for the prophetic report at 11 11 central you can find it on rumble you can find it on the flyover app we have such an incredible time of hearing from all of these different prophetic voices like robin bullock julie green barry wunch amanda grace and hank kuneman every week it's either five or six different prophets that are speaking and what's interesting is god is speaking through them and all of these voices come together like puzzle pieces it is so exciting to hear what the lord is saying we're hearing from medical we're hearing from military intelligence we're hearing from the financial world we're hearing from mainstream media but the most important is what is god saying He has not fallen off the throne. He's not nervous. He's not chewing his nails. He is in control. He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What a great time to be alive. And I'm so excited for you to join me every Wednesday at 1111. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night? thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how. In 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did.
you know, one thing we've learned in the last, I'd say this year, 2023, has been the year of pushing back, the the year of, of voting uh, with our dollars. Yes. You know, we've done a lot of election integrity stuff mm-hmm. and those, that voting, but we found the most effective voting, the one that people listen to the most, the most attention the loudest is is with our with our money we've seen it with bud light we've seen it with target we've yep. seen a lot of places like you can protest and be angry different things but when you shift your money from one source to another all of a sudden they're like whoa 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 we didn't know you were serious right we didn't know we didn't know you meant money something that i think probably everybody watching this show spends money on are these little babies right here um we seem to be tethered to them no matter what we're all spending money there but where is that money going and uh, how does that all work? And so today with uh, with us, we're super pumped to be partnering with Patriot Mobile. And we have Lee Wamsgans <laughs> with us today. Lee Wamsgans. I was so you close. So close. I almost nailed the landing. I got the, the triple Lindy in the air, landed, almost nailed the landing. I always tell everyone that is a sign of true love when you take that name when you get married. <laughs> That is so funny. Well, we are honored to have you on the and, show today. And speaking today. of true love, we're in anniversary season. Yes. Oh, big time. You know, Patriot Mobile, the first week of November, is we're going to celebrate our 10-year anniversary. Wow. And we are just, we're pumped about that. And, you know, the last several years, we have just grown by leaps and bounds. And so we are just... We are just over the moon. We are, um, last year, I think we grew by over 115%. This year today, we're already over 100% of last year. And um, it's, it's a true testimony, not to Patriot Mobile. I'll tell you who it's a testimony to. It's a testimony to red-blooded Americans who mm. believe in freedom and who love protecting babies, who support our military and first responders, and who are w- willing and ready to start this red economy. And uh, with your cell phone, it's an easy thing to do. It's all the same towers. It's the exact same service. It's just that you're giving that profit margin to a company that gives a portion of every dollar we earn to our Christian conservative causes. I love that. You kind of touched on the causes, but you do have four pillars. Can you go a little bit more in depth on those pillars? Absolutely. So our four pillars, first of all, we exist to glorify God. And we have four pillars that we have determined to be the main focus of our giving. And that is the First Amendment, our freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the freedom to address the government with our grievances. The Mm. Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. We support the sanctity of life and we support military and our first responders. That is wonderful. So why were you founded? You said 10 years ago, but but why? Why did you all start? You know, 10 years ago, it was back in the Tea Party days, and our founders discovered that there was this extreme left-wing mobile phone company, and they were funding millions of dollars to left-wing, anti-God, anti-freedom organizations. And in fact, they also were funding political action committees. And at that time, they had come in and they had taken over a bunch of uh, congressional races for, for the left with hardcore extreme Democrats. And so our founders thought, well, if they can do that on their side, we should do that on our side. And so that's really why Patriot Mobile was founded. And um, it's, you know, 10 years in the making. I know the last few years are the first time a lot of people have started hearing about Patriot Mobile. But we have been building the ground game and building the foundation of this company for almost a decade. 
Wow. Well, you know, I grew up on a farm and you know, we'd plow fields and I was the youngest of six. And so, and this was before cable and before phones and YouTube and all this kind of stuff. So we basically just be locked outside, you know, during the day you drink from the hose. We did this thing called having a dirt clod fight. And dirt clods are basically it's like clumps of dirt that, you, you know, kind of form into like little rocks. And, uh, you know, you basically throw them at each other. It was very primitive existence. <laughs> that's what you do in central Kansas. That's, that's what you do. You know, uh, it was very simple life. And, uh, but, you know, imagine being like in a, in a, in a, in a rock fight with somebody. I'm trying to make this less military, you know, uh, instance, but, but with every purchase, you're basically taking a time out and you're going and giving your opponent all of the best dirt clods, mm. all of the best rocks to in turn, throw at you. So people end up in these, these battles in school boards, end up in these battles on these different issues. And they're like, why am I getting so much resistance? And then they turn around and they, they pay their monthly bill on whatever, or they buy a cup of coffee at this place or with every dollar they're mm-hmm. spending, they're actually, they're actually buying ammo for the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, and supporting, and, the, and other support, supporting the enemy. And they're like, why, why does it feel like I'm always swimming upstream? Why are, is there so much resistance? It's because with every dollar you're funding those coming against you. And I think people don't actually realize that that's what's taking place. Well, they really do. And, and I want to be really clear that um, a lot of people want to make this a political war. This is a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. We are out for the heart and soul of our country. We are out for the innocence of our children. And it really is. Uh, I think the military examples are the best ones because it would be like standing on the front lines and handing all of your ammo to the person shooting at you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really like. And so many, many people, you know, back with COVID, we started building a red economy in the medical community so that we could get the, the medicines that we needed. And we're seeing with banks and, and several different industries. In the cell phone space, we're the nation's only Christian conservative cell phone service provider. So, so many times when you want to support your side, you, there's no options out there or the options are subpar. With Mm -hmm. Patriot Mobile, you don't have any compromise. You can simply switch over, and it's very easy to do. And you know that your money is going to uh, really good causes. And if you're wondering what the causes are, you can go to our website, patriotmobile.com, and you can see some of the many causes that we donate to. That's great. So uh, you were kind of touching on it, but when somebody switches over, it's not like you have your own towers. We're using the same towers. It's just the billing is different. Is that correct? Absolutely. And so all of the towers are all owned by Big Mobile, but all of the organizations, there are several phone companies like us. Again, we're the only Christian conservative cell phone company. We all rent space on those towers. And so we are getting the exact same coverage. We're getting the exact same towers. And when you call in 972-PATRIOT, they will plug in your address and tell you what networks works the best for you. And, you know, here's a real interesting thing that I have on my phone that uh, Big Mobile can't do for you. So, for example, um, I travel a lot with my job. So I am in big city urban areas, but I am also out in very, very rural areas talking to uh, small activist groups and all of that. And some of the networks work better in the urban areas, and some of the networks only work in in rural areas. And Mm. so I have a dual SIM card in my phone, and we're the only company that can do that for you as a one-stop shop to switch networks. And I don't have to do anything. You know, I'm at the age where my teenagers have to work uh, my uh, my TV remote, so I am the (laughs) least practical person in any building. 
And so it's a no-brainer. It automatically switches over to the best coverage. And that just works really great for my personal needs. And it's one of the rare things Patriot Mobile can offer. That yeah, we, really we started cool. looking at this. It was all all upsides because you, you do donate to good things. But even if you didn't, like when I was looking at this, I was like, man, you know, Tunnel for Towers and all these different, you know, organizations are phenomenal. But I'm like, you know, even if you didn't, if it just didn't go to anything bad. Right. If, yeah. if we just shifted towards this, not supporting the stuff that, that I feel like I'm morally, uh, you know, against and that I, you know, I, I personally feel like I w- I'm responsible and accountable for how I steward all of my resources, my time, energy, my money to God. And so at least it's not going to anything bad. But if you guys just took all the profits and just bought a fancy boat or did, you know, whatever, I don't know, just spend it all on on barbecue, you know, which is a worthy cause as well. But uh, we live in Kansas. City, we live in Kansas. So. City. That's kind of I think something to really motivate me. What would what, what would I do with unlimited wealth? I get the biggest smoker known to man, you know, uh, you know, but if you just did that, it'd be fine. But you are doing good things, yes. you know, you know, with the money. So it, it's a it's a win, win, win. And you're not sacrificing the quality. You don't shift over to like two tin cans and a string or something something like this. Talk about your customer service. I think that's actually an upgrade because you have two call centers for people to help people out. And they're in the United States. And and they all are right here. That's the big thing is you're you're always going to get a U.S.-based customer service person. We do not farm any any of our customer services out to any foreign country. So we are employing Americans. We have a lot of veterans that work for us. We have a lot of mama bears who kids have gone off to college and come to work for us. We have a lot of teachers who've come to work for us. So um, so yeah, that the U.S.-based customer support is is really huge, and it's the only phone company that can say that. I love that. So you can go to patriotmobile.com forward slash flyover. You can subscribe on the website or you can also call 972-PATRIOT, which is Lee's favorite. Uh, she was telling us that. She goes, if you're going to do it, that's probably the best way, especially if you're our age uh, because it's easiest to use. But 972-PATRIOT or you can subscribe right on the website patriotmobile.com forward slash flyover. So Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. God bless you for everything you do. And we we appreciate you. We appreciate all your listeners. It is you guys that can help us make the difference. And we just really appreciate you. Thank you. I I love it. We're in there together. You help support our show. If you like this kind of content, this is a win. If you don't want to support bad things financially that you're probably against, uh, that's a win. If you want better quality customer service, that's a win. If you want dual SIM card that works in the country and the cities, it's a win. Yep. Just stack and win. Win, this is, win, win, no it's, matter It's a what. no-brainer, and it's at least the same cost right. or definitely cheaper. In our instance, it was cheaper than what we were paying otherwise. So we thank you guys for what you're doing. Misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15.
these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David Whited. <laughs> <laughs> If we can skip the hi, my name's David part, because that's where I got it tend to derail. Hi. But I did good. See, look. First thing says, say your name. Say your name. Say your name, David. Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about... What may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about... Friend at school. <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail and you're talking to your friend at school, they, they bring up your flat earth and you think it's a flat earth. I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know if alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Rubik's cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can like feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. I got a show for you. <laughs> my, hang on, my, my eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. You can run it through a filter. Can't even run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of the, my red eye. Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.